listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and for the next half an hour we're going to be talking about all things food but more specifically drink. I'm joined by my fellow presenter Andrew Morgan of The Bottle Shop. Hi Andrew. Hello, hello. Uh, We're doing some bottle shop specials and this is the third of the four this is much more your area of expertise, I would say. Absolutely. It's great. It's booze. This is this is This, this is, is you. Good. This, this is, is you. Yeah. Now, what I was going to do is, um, some of our listeners will have read on our podcast or iTunes or whatever, uh, what uh, synopsis of the show, but I'm not going to reveal what Joe, our guest, actually is doing. I'm going to see if we can reveal as we, as, as we go along, see if people can guess as we go along. So I'm joined by Joe Hilditch and... Joe has been managing director of the family run farm for over 26 years now, and it's uh, Witten Farms. Where is Witten Farms? On the Herefordshire Welsh border. Beautiful place. Green and lovely. Beautiful place. Now, you are renowned for growing black currants. Have I got that right? I hope so. Of course, I'm you're. the black currant queen. You're the black currant <laughs> queen, as well you should be. Um, now, you're just one of 35 growers trusted. To grow black currants for ribena. Indeed, yeah. We've been growing them since the war, or since they started up. Now, I'm a ribena baby, obviously, uh, born in the 60s. I think quite a lot of us were. I don't have any teeth, but, um, you know, <laughs> in those days there wasn't such a thing as sugar-free or, or whatever. But ribena, is re- it really feels part of my childhood. Like it was something, I don't know how to explain it, like comforting or and definitely a treat. You didn't. It wasn't something that you had all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something nostalgic about Robina. And for me, of course, it conjures up visions of all the pickers coming out and we'd have literally a thousand pickers would turn up. They'd all pick all day. Whole place was like a festival. Really Everybody's fingers stained is, with yeah, black currants. Absolutely. Are you a Robina baby? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but Vim- it was a treat. It wasn't something you had all the time, I don't seem to No, remember. no, not at all. There was, there was mm. the Vimto people and there was the Ribena people. Oh, no, who's a Vimto person? No, oh, no. No, no, no. no, 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 have no, that. no. It, <laughs> But it's much more of an everyday drink now because it's so easy yeah. to just pick up, you know, you're travelling in the car and pick it up at the local garage. It was always quite premium, I remember. I those those cartons, you know, yeah. even now when you sort of I look at... I remember being it quite expensive, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, why yeah. it was a treat. You weren't yeah, allowed definitely. it often. Yeah, so I've got great, I don't know, just great memories of that. Um Describe your farm then, uh, now. Obviously, you've been there for generations, but what's yeah, it like so, now? So it's green rolling lands, and we've got 150 acres of blackcurrants. So we grow mainly 150 variety. acres of just blackcurrants. Yeah, and then we've got uh, cider apples, we've got some arable, we've got a lot of holo- lovely holiday lets, um, so great place to come. Um, and uh, we've got all kinds of birds and bees, and we do a lot of uh, stewardship scheme. Uh, God, all the things that you should do. This is what that's what food's about, isn't it? A real connection to the to the land. Before we explain what you're doing, this very exciting product that you have that I've tasted loads of times before. um, Just tell me about black currants. They're they're a bit of a super fruit. They they? are a bit of super food. Yeah, I mean, another of my jobs is that I chair the Black Currant Foundation, which we set up about ten years ago to raise the profile of black currants, which, as you say, you know, a kind of 
nostalgic, well-known fruit, but they have been rather forgotten over the last few years. But they're full, weight for weight, they've got more vitamin C than an orange by four times. Wow. Full of anthocyanins. We've done lots of peer-related research with eye stress and um, heart and urinary tract. You know, there's loads of benefits that you can get from a blackcurrant, much more than perhaps the blueberry. But blueberries are fashionable. So, yeah. so they all go in and out of fashion, don't they? The um, problem is with blackcurrants is they are not easy to just pick up and eat. So you mm. have to turn them into something else to make them accessible. So blackcurrant juices of lots of different sorts or blackcurrant jam. Yeah, there's a loads bit like, of ways you can A bit like them. elderberries are the same, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Difficult, difficult to find them easily accessible, but you can. You can. Now, in front of me, we have your product. Um, Andrew's never tasted this before. I have. I'm very excited. <laughs> now, you've just poured it out into a tiny, tiny glass. The smell is already overwhelming in the studio. Um, it is just essence of blackcurrant. And for me, blackcurrant's always got that slight hedgerow background yeah. feel to it. Yeah, um, a little bit earthy. A little bit earthy, yeah. yeah. Um, so, it's cassis, isn't it, that you make? Yeah, so British cassis. Mm. White heron, British cassis. White heron, British cassis. Oh, God, I love that. So I'm going to ask... Um, oh, that's, that's the real deal. That's, um, it's not sweet. It's, it's, it's not holding delicious. back, is it? That's absolutely fantastic. I've got my... Mm, it's making my cheeks sort of, mm. you know, the inside Tingle. of my... Mm, <laughs> absolutely. It's not that horrible, cloyey, sweet. It is definitely... Um, uh, an adult fruit. absolutely amazingly drinkable really smooth so so fruity do you both want a job on one of my stands <laughs> no can I, some, can I have some more though while i'm talking <laughs> thanks <laughs> so cassis is a fruit um uh, typically blended with apple or other red fruits and sometimes it's mixed with pomegranate or grape juice um macerated black currants are the primary ingredient in most cassis i think well i think cassis is the french word for black currants so mainly yeah. if you're drinking cassis or creme de cassis you're going to be drinking black currants possibly with something mixed in but really that will be the main ingredient mm. and, and obviously most of us are familiar with the sort of french tradition of adding it to white wine uh, to produce a kia or to champagne to make a kia royale yes but so much more versatile than that I mean, I brought my little cocktail bit with me today, but, you know, you can mix it with rum, gin, make a lovely long drink, a spritz. Very, very... Or pour it over ice cream. That's one of the best oh. ways. Do we know how, how the French managed to sort of corner the market on this? Yeah, why? Well, they, they for years, have had this particular uh, blackcurrant that they've been using, which is slightly different to ours. So I use uh, more a Ribena blackcurrant, and theirs is, is a particular blackcurrant that they've used, and they make it in a completely different way. They add a lot, they've got double the sugar that I do, and they add it to a spirit and macerate it rather than fermenting the fruit. So it's playing on the French, but actually it's, it's got our, a it's character of its thing. own. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a word that I would have, I'd have shied away from. If someone, if I'm in a bar and someone says cassis, you, I'm sort of thinking, mm, I told you, you sugary, just didn't believe me, did kind you? Of, you uh, did not. I'd, I'd rather me. not. I mean, and again, the idea of mixing it with Prosecco is just like adulterating decent wine it's sort of like well, no i wouldn't at all but that is that's a whole nother well lucy our producer uh just nipped out to sainsbury's because we we, we wanted you to, to take that back andrew mm -hmm. so we're going to make you uh try prosecco mm. now this is um is it about 15 percent if i recall yeah that's correct yeah so so it's not a it's not you know, it's not very viscous or, you know, any of that sort of stuff. It's It's got a, 
a thing of itself. You can definitely drink that itself with maybe some cheese, actually. Yeah, be. definitely. Oh, Salty just, cheese. It's a lovely thing, but when you, when you taste something and think of all the food you want to have with it. So for that's just goat's cheese. I'm thinking of a lovely yeah. goat's, kind of goat's gooey. Goat's cheese or oh. dolcelati, gorgonzola. As I say, something, something like salty for me would go with that, that, that amazingly. Um, so you're the connoisseur here. We're thinking, well, no, you're the sceptic, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I'm a sceptic. Andrew, yeah, so we're just going to hand over the Prosecco. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that I've added quite enough cassis there. I would probably put a okay. bit more in it. Mm. Well, we'll give this one Try a go it. first. Mm, so give that one a go. Um, and uh, sometimes people put it in, uh, uh, well, well, for cocktails. I know you've got a great cocktail uh, a menu yeah. that you have on your website, don't you? Yeah. To, to well, it's suggest lovely how with gin. It. So do, do it as a bramble. That's kind of gin, sugar syrup, lime juice, and then on the top you drizzle the the cassis in at the end, and it comes down through wow. like an amazing waterfall. Lovely. Well, this is um this is daytime drinking in a glass. This is I uh yeah this is all the benefits of Ribena with some booze. I, um if I if I if that doesn't sound too too cheap that you've is, got a real you've got, you've got a, a real smile on your face I, and i know smiling. i know you wouldn't say you like it if you didn't because you're you're not that type of chap um but but it, it but it is it has got a really great taste it makes profile. it more accessible like i would not drink prosecco during the afternoon um <laughs> unless for except you're on this show yeah obviously. you know unless i'm forced uh, uh but that just makes it taste really yeah, it's just it's accessible, enjoyable, fruity, well, more interesting. Well, it lifts it, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. It really does. I think it's, uh, yeah, that's... And I always say... We've Goodness got, me. We sell miniatures and I always say, well, I always do keep a miniature in my bag. I was so going to say handbag. Someone perfect. gives me really <laughs> rubbish wine. I there just say, do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> just going to make it a bit better. <laughs> um, that's not a bad trick, actually. That's not a bad trick. So in your little um, sort of cocktail book, what, what, what's, what is, what's coming out as favourites using cassis? I mean, I think the gin with some lime... Little bit of sugar sip, so you've got that sweet and sour. Is is nice. Pink Russian, Pink delicious. Russian vodka, double cream, and drizzle it in. I mean, that's if you've got a very if you've got a sweet tooth. <laughs> the bramble, as I said, that's just um, pudding. That's just yeah, it is. It's like a pudding. So yeah. I would probably serve that at the instead end of, of a meal, pudding, yeah, as well as at the beginning. Mm. A Negroni. So splash it into a, well, a standard Negroni. Everybody's, everybody laughs because Negro, everybody knows that Negroni is my absolute favourite cocktail. Oh, so you're saying gin, campari, vermouth, the usual, but a little bit of British cassis in there. Yeah, delicious. We're given an edge. Mm. I, I, I can picture that. This is going to take you on a slightly different journey. Little, mm. little, 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 little bit of a bend. Mm. That. Now, now, um, how many bottles does this to produce? And, um, and and so, do you produce it on the farm? What, what's the actual? Yeah, we produce. Uh, we've got um, at the moment. We've got five big vats in fermentation. Uh, that's a thousand vats at a, th- a thousand liters at a time. So we are producing altogether in the year about 60,000 bottles of all the three different sizes. So, yeah. And at, at the moment, it's still done on a semi-automatic bottling line in the, in the shed behind the office. And it's, it's a wonderful place. And it's got this most amazing smell going there. And it just smells as you smelled before. But it's not a sweet, horrible, cloy smell. It's, 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 it's a fruity, earthy, earthy, earthy smell. Earthy. Yeah, yeah. So w- what decided you to move into that because it is quite i mean you must have you know ongoing business that's supplying rabina and you know all, all those other things what what pushed you into going to that because you've been doing it for a little while now yeah well we've been doing it for about 10 years but i think when i started off rather naively we had about 50 tons one year we had a real bumper clock crop and we had a 50 ton surplus 
And I thought, what am I going to do with this? And I started yeah, there's only about, so much jam you can make. Yeah, <laughs> and then I started thinking about juices. And, of course, that's fraught with food safety issues. But, of course, if you're doing something alcoholic, it's, it's great because you don't have all these really difficult ways of everything's got to be pristine, pristine, because it's, uh, it's a natural sterilant. And, and, and I also, love drinking. And also, <laughs> and also the shelf life, uh, it, and the you know, shelf and it's ambient and, and all that life. stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it was an easy product to get into. And it made me think, look at the market, and nobody was really doing it, or at least... They were doing blackcurrant liqueurs, but they weren't addressing them as a cassis. And, you know, one of our little strap lines is beware French imitations. And it's, you know, why has nobody got there before? And nobody is imitating us, and we're now, actually, we're trademarked now. So that gives us a really competitive edge in the marketplace. And I think we've we've pushed ahead and done something that nobody else is doing. And where are you selling into? Because I think I think you made you had a a break early on, didn't you? Really? Yeah. So Fortnum and Mason took me up very early on to be their own brand. So we've been selling with them for ten years or the whole period. Um, but you, more recently, we're in. But Andrew, shows. you can see that you can see Fortnum Mason thinking that's quite British and actually oh, taking that on. That really that really aligns with their brand. It's the perfect balance of tradition and contemporary. I mean, that that feels it feels relevant, but it also just buys into again to the whole mm. sort of black current nostalgia, which is yeah potently powerful. Mm. So, so sorry, yes, where, where else are you? Uh, so then, of big of big outlets, where we are in Waitrose now, which has been a really good coup for the last in the last year, we got into Waitrose and Majestic and kind of Harrods, Harvey Nicks, if we're in London. Whole key Foods. stuff. Yeah, key, so some really key customers. And then we are, we, we would like to think that we're in all the good delis across the whole country. So, yeah, we've got, um, well, we've got at least two or three hundred outlets. Mm. And in terms of uh, your, your sort of business, um, Andrew, you know, you've got very discerning drinkers who are coming in and looking for something new. Do you, would they see that as a bit old-fashioned or quirky or, or, you know, would that sell in, in a very craft-tasting room type tap room thing? Or do you think it's a step too far? I think it's, I think it's interesting that, the again, the, the bottle design is, is critical, I think, to a back bar and for people to, to engage with it. I mean, it's an awful lot that um, isn't in the glass or, you know, isn't the liquid itself. And I think the way that, it, um, as I can see the bottom in front of me right now, um, it looks it looks contemporary. It's not looking old fashioned. It's not the sort of it's classy though. Yeah, I mean, in, in the same way that Thank you know you. You, you can you can talk of you can talk about sherry and think of you know old ladies drinking sherry back in the day and how sherry now can be incredibly you know on trend for for people who know what they're talking about. And it, this feels like it's a perfect reinvention of something that that does feel fairly fairly timeless. But actually, again, everybody who's moving in that direction of wanting differentiation and wanting to make a conscious choice in what they're having. This, well, for me, it's the first time I'd ever considering putting anything like this towards any any cocktail or or sparkly booze. Well, you see, that's the that's absolutely the key point for us. Is it's you said reinvention, but it's about education. You know, it's absolutely the education of people to understand that it's not just an old-fashioned drink that you put in your prosecco or your your white wine. Even it's something that you can use in a million different ways, and you're really going to make the drink better. Mm. I mean, and how do you how do you try and get something like this as a key ingredient in a cocktail? That must be quite hard. Well, I think again, it's it's about just getting people to try it. I mean, that's one of the main things with most of the the uh, again reinvented or unusual side of it. anything that's not meeting an expectation. You you've got you've got to get people to try it, and once they try it, then they yeah. usually are bitten by the bug of realizing yeah. why it's why it's valuable. Um, it's a really hard thing to I think for any bottle to set itself off the shelf and. You can look at the the vodka and gin market as one that's you know very closely differentiated, and people 
um, buy because they like the way it looks when it comes down to it. That, that is a, it's a huge part of the way that we purchase. But when you can get people to try it almost without knowing what they're trying, take it away from the bottle and then they're amazed. Yeah. And then they see an amazing bottle. Mm-hmm. Then you think, wow, that's it. Uh, here's, here's my 30 quid and uh, it's going to be a really well, it's fun It's not evening. as expensive as that. <laughs> How much does it retail? £20 for the 500, the big bottle there. That's not bad, is That's it? That's not bad at all. That's not really not bad. That'll make Pocket a lot of cocktails. Yeah. yeah. And, and is, there a, is there a sort of cocktail mixologist circuit where there's, there's certain bars or certain um, people who are mixing cocktails that, that, are, that are very influential and are worth targeting if, if you've got a new type of... Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got those out there that have got the big brands that are going out and just trying to force their way into to places by just being brash and... Um, yeah, you know, people who they'll, they'll do it for those reasons, and those who want differentiation and, and and that discovery. I think discovery can't be can't be underplayed at all for 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 good bartenders who can go off piste. You know, who who are looking to to produce something that's going to again make someone taste it. Hopefully, they've they've been trusted. You know, that to to give them something. Yeah, again, we work we work with an amazing mixologist, Stuart Bale, at the Crucible, and he came up with some really really interesting cocktails. Probably not stuff you could do at home, but just such fun. But again, that's that's what you pay your money for. I mean, yeah. if you can do the cocktail at home, um, I'm, you're not getting my nine quid. I want something that's uh, that again, you do, you blow my mind. You give me, you take me a place that I never thought I could go to. That's where a good cocktail should should do. And that is a again, I can't think of that as another another ingredient that comes close to being able to really give that extra little twist to, to something interesting. I really want to try the Negroni. We, we, can, can we can we go, go back out to Sainsbury's? <laughs> Lucy, can you just pop... Uh, yeah, we'd like some gin, Campari and sweet vermouth, please. Because uh, I do think that'll just give it a really nice edge because the, the thing I like about a Negroni is you've got that Campari, which is bitter. And then if you... You must get the right vermouth. Sorry, it's not Martini. Rosso. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, that doesn't work for I me. A really decent uh, for vermouth. There's uh, some good vermouth makers actually in, in the UK as well. Um, and and if you've got that balance right, just to add that cassis, it's not sweet. So, so oh God, I can't, can't wait mm. to try it. Frankly, no, it'd be fantastic. Especially when you've got a bit, you know, you've got orange in there. So, we're going to have to trot down your bar and make one of those. I think we will do. Yeah, that's um, that's that's, that's going to have to happen. <laughs> So going back to your farm, you've got this lovely farm, you're still supplying Ribena, whatever. Are you going to take this into any different areas or, 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 or is it going to be better as a brand to, to protect it by just having this, you know, sort of classic thing I, that hasn't got all these sort of I think what brand I, extension? What I'd really know. like to do, not so much brand extension, but to take really good British fruit that we can turn into something that has a kind of French equivalent. So we can do the tongue-in-cheek <laughs> French framboise and we mm-hmm. can do the fraise. So we are looking at framboise. We don't grow raspberries at the moment, but you know we will grow raspberries if we get into it. So if it's something that I can do at home or in Herefordshire and I can bring that to the table, you know, I am so about provenance. I love Herefordshire. It's so beautiful. So if I can bring a bit of that countryside to people's glasses in London... So much the better. Or Manchester or Newcastle or, or wherever. Or Newcastle, yes. Yeah. Or, or Paris. Paris. That would be lovely. Yeah, my but husband is absolutely convinced that the only place to be is France. And he's probably right, but I'm just kind of getting my market here. It would be the ultimate goal, wouldn't it, to send yeah. it back to the French? Mm. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Well, but bear in mind, you know, that there's there's a grudging recognition that English cheese is, is, is doing really, really well. Um, and we actually produce more varieties of cheese than the French do, even though we're much smaller. Um, and English sparkling wine is really coming on. Uh, you know, leaps and bounds. Do, do you think there might be some cachet in having a British cassis? You know, would that work, possibly? In France? Yeah. I 
think it would be really great. Can you give me some contacts? No, I haven't got any. <laughs> Have you got any, Andrew? Not really, no. Okay, was any listening to the, anybody listening to the show that knows of, of, of a way in which Joe can get this amazing British drink into France? Please, can you tweet us or email us? Because uh, we'd like to know. Oh, yeah, we had a vision of driving down through France in an old uh, Morris Minor or something like that. Opening Co- the covered boots. with British cassis all yeah. over it. Open the boot and there was this Selling it out the back of the boots yeah. in farmers' markets. Yeah. Be one of those uh, fantastic things on The Apprentice where they have to go to France and yep. sell British products that always goes down <gasps> That's a good like idea. a little balloon. But oh, that would be, maybe uh, Alan Sugar's listening. There you go. It'd be, be really good for the next series, Alan. Yeah, there's no sugar in it, but I'm one of my... He's gone, isn't he? He's gone. <laughs> um, yes, so a delicious aperitif. You can get it... Uh, can you get it online as well at whiteherondrinks.co.uk? Yeah. So you can, you can order it yeah. online. Google British cassis and you'll find it. You'll find it. Straight to the top. Um, and are there any other products that are coming out of the farm? Um, just not, tend to be strength not sticking. consumer products no but we, but we can we can come and stay though is this yeah right? come and stay white heron properties that's lovely and then you can actually see what's going on we do tours around the british cassis uh, can we can we come and pick some pick come some and pick them. you've got to come in season between okay. mid-july mid-august yeah welcome mm. and and you say you've got about a thousand pickers not anymore. Now so we've how? just got one machine. Are you doing machine? And two tractors. And I've just invested in a robotic tractor that can even go without a driver. Wow. That wow. is really exciting. And and that will pick the black currants at the right time. Uh, and all the, the harvester will. Yeah. Harvester, and then yeah. the, the tractor goes along the side and it comes up a cross conveyor into a bin in the back, straight into processing. And then we actually we send them off to be juiced so that we can get them back all the way through the year. So we don't have to uh, produce the whole lot in one great big batch. So, so they'll, if, in, in essence, will hold it or yeah. stock it, so and then you'll get the juice as you need yeah. it all the way so through. So they store it as single strength juice that has literally been pressed on the day of harvest. So, um, Andrew uh, has been converted. I think it's fair to say I've never seen you that excited no, or, that, that or was, genuinely that was converted. Really, really nice. Mm. Mm. So, are we going to see it in the bottle shop? I'd love to. Yeah, we we, we can definitely have a chat. We, we should. Um, our, our cocktail people are always looking for exciting things to, to play with, and, and the and Providence is fantastic. Yeah, we, we obviously that that's a that's a really it's a lovely thing. I think wherever you know, local is lovely, but only if it's good. Um, when it's good and local, then happy, happy days. That's mm-hmm. um, it's the best of both worlds. So if you haven't tried it before, you probably need to pop into Waitrose or go to whiteherondrinks.co.uk. I'd personally recommend uh, mucking around with it with a few cocktails. My favourite, though, uh, out on its own, not un- unadulterated, yeah. a little uh, sip of that with some salty, salty cheese. Yeah, we call Preferably that British. On, on ice. On ice. It's really nice. Yeah, on ice. With what about a scoop of ice cream? I have some really good vanilla mm. with just some of that. I think yep. could could go down quite nicely. Mm. A little boozy Sunday. Yep, there you go. There you go. But because it's not too sweet, it's also really great with something like duck. So if you roast duck or mm. with ginger, make a, re- a reduction. Stuck in some gravy. Yeah, yeah that would. That would. Really nice. So 20 quid, having that in your cupboard is worth it. It's not going to last long, is it? It's not going to go into cooking. I'm no, telling you that. That's on, that's, on, that's on the weekly shopping list. <laughs> Absolutely. So I would recommend checking it out. Hopefully it's going to be available in the bottle shop. We're not sure yet. We'll see how Andrew goes. I've got um, some in the back of the car. Fantastic. There you go. There you go. There you go. It won't cost you much. Um, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show um, and thank you so much uh, to Joe Hilditch of White Heron British Cassis. Thank you so much. Thank you Good so much with for it. having me. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, and thank you to my fellow presenter, 
Andrew Morgan. Never seen him smile so much. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and if he wants to recommend any future guests, or if you can help Joe find somebody who can get her into France, that would be amazing. Um, get in touch with us via Twitter, and that's on at Food Talk Show. Or if you want to listen to any of our hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts now, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you.